and welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Shauna Quisto and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR's Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Shauna. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. Well, be sure you're buckled up because today we're discussing what to expect from the economy and what consumers can do to prepare. Well, I'm all buckled up, and I'm so happy to have my buddy, Blake Bennett, Associate Professor and Extension Economist at Texas A&M University Research and Extension Center as our trusted driver. Give it to us straight, Blake. Is the road going to be bumpy? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be. I don't think that we've hit the bottom just yet. Uh, There's a lot of factors out there, though, a lot of moving parts to the economy. So I'll I'll try and not bore you to death. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, Speaking of those (laughs) factors, can you share with us what some of the key economic trends and indicators are that are expected to shape the coming year? Yeah, I think one of the buzzwords that's out there right now is bankruptcy. Uh, That became hot and heavy after the Silicon Valley Bank failed in March of this year. Uh, We've seen a spike in bankruptcies nationwide as well as across the state of Texas uh, since then. Uh, March here in Texas, we had 337 filings. The 10-year average is about 200 per month. So they're up. Uh, unemployment rates always followed pretty close. Here in Texas, we're sitting at 4%. That's up about 0.2 points from year-ago levels, so not too bad. Uh, DFW is sitting at 3.5% for unemployment. That's even with year-ago levels, so doing, doing pretty well here in the local area. Uh, for here in Texas, we also watch oil prices uh, to gauge the Texas economy. The West Texas Intermediate Crude uh, going into Memorial Day holiday was at 71.83 per barrel. Now, this is down 41.18% from the peak last year. Whenever oil prices hit $122.11 per barrel, rig counts running just a little bit ahead of year ago levels, sitting at 359. So I think the Texas economy is hanging on pretty strong compared to other parts of the country. Agree. Uh, I think, you know, we talk a lot about being kind of in a different um, part. I I don't know, maybe a more protected part of the country. And I feel fortunate to be here. Um, Do you, are there any specific sectors or industries that are projected to experience any significant growth or decline in the coming year? Oh, absolutely. Um, the leisure and hospitality industries experience some very fast growth right now. That's that's not surprising. They're continuing to come out and recover from the pandemic woes that they had. So, you know, leisure and hospitality, absolutely. Healthcare is another one that's expected to really boom over the next five to seven years. Um, they're probably going to be growing in, in adding more jobs than any other sector. Currently here in Texas, construction continues to turn in strong numbers with more new jobs being added there. As far as decreasing, manufacturing is one that's taken a hit. We're losing jobs as outsourcing to other countries continues. 
And that's really because technological advances are making it cheaper to produce elsewhere. And retail trade, you know, the brick and mortar stores just continue to face more and more competition from these online retailers. I know that my mother is going out looking for a dress today for my daughter's graduation. And she's saying that stores are just, they're just not stocked well. And that, you know, these brick and mortar stores are just facing that, that competition from all over the globe. This goes nationally as well as for here in Dallas. The Dallas Fed's retail outlook survey continues to remain solid, solidly in the negative territory. So I think that retail trade's just suffering right now. Okay. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about inflation and interest rates and how might those evolve in the coming year and what implications could they have for consumers and businesses? You sure you want to go down the road of interest rates? (laughs) (laughs) That's not exactly a great topic right now, Um, especially especially in the housing industry. Um, Inflation, we're we're sitting at 4.9%. That means the prices in April of this year are 4.9% higher than April of 2022 prices. That's still far above the Fed's 2% target rate. So really the question is if more rate hikes are on the horizon. Uh, We just got done with 10 straight rate increases in the past 14 months. I think that the current inflation level, the Fed typically tries to tighten the economy to slow down these these price increases. And I think the doors open for more rate hikes in the future. Some are even saying that we could see them in June or even July. Now, the Fed is watching consumer demand, and actually consumer demand appears to be holding pretty strong despite the fact that we're continuing to see higher and higher prices. Businesses, they're continuing to expand. They're just pumping money in and expanding, even though they're facing an increased cost of borrowing with these higher rates and and they're chasing inflation. They're really chasing the strong demand that's out there. Hinting right now, the Fed's hinting right now that they're willing to sit back and kind of see if the, pay, the past rate hikes kind of curb this consumer spending. They probably won't wait more than a month or so before taking further action. So, you know, the, the big thing is I, I think they're probably got one or two left, more rate hikes left. That leads us to the big buzzword, which is recession. A lot of economists think that probably we're going to slip into a recession latter part of this year. A recession doesn't mean negative growth. It, it just means it's not as not as fast as it was before. Interesting. <clears throat> so as far as consumer <laughs> confidence goes, um, what role does consumer confidence play in shaping economic trends? And how, how do you think it might evolve in the upcoming year? Well, that's that's a great question. I'm I'm glad to see that you're at least still awake after that, after all those economic <laughs> terms that I was We're going out. <laughs> you know, are you? You got enough coffee, I guess. <laughs> um, consumer confidence, big one. Uh, right now, they're they're suffering with inflation pressure. It, it's continuing to plague not plague not only the U.S. but worldwide, and so consumer confidence is real shaky right now. A subcomponent of that are consumer expectations. They are extremely low. 
that shows the consumers kind of feel like, yeah, we're going to slip into a recession ahead probably within the next year. Could it be a self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah, it, it actually could. As we move through the rest of 2023, consumers are probably going to be swayed by whether we go into a recession or not and how deep it is if we do. So consumer, consumer confidence does play a big role in spending. Okay. So let's talk about um, potential challenges and opportunities. Okay. So are there any potential challenges or opportunities arising from global trade relationships or international economic cooperation? Yeah. I think one of the big issues that's going to continue to make headlines around the globe this year is going to be that war in Ukraine. Uh, Russia had threatened to not renew a trade agreement that allowed goods to be exported out of Ukraine ports. And that, that the last agreement was going to expire on May the 18th. In literally the 11th and a half hour, Russia came to the table and extended the agreement for another two months. Now, I know that that talks were with the U.N. and Turkey and that they wanted something longer, but Russia was only willing to go out another two months. Russia's continued to demand a lot of the sanctions against them be lifted. They've even gone as far as to threaten to completely close its borders to the rest of the world if demands are not met. Now, that may not seem like a big deal here in the U.S. So what? What if they do? I'm going to say a big chunk of the world's fertilizer and fuel comes out of Russia. So you shut that off and world prices for everything, including food, can continue to rise. So we could face inflation still continue to be spurred by, by their actions over there. In my opinion, this is one that we need to be watching pretty close. That, that war's already wreaked havoc on a lot of sectors of the U.S. economy. And these issues could only increase because the situation over there is still extremely volatile. And if we shut that, uh, if we shut that part of the world off, then, then everyone around the globe is going to be suffering more. I just love having you on, Blake. Seriously, you're such a great just economist. And I think you just hit things that, you know, it, it's it's not the same that you hear everywhere. You're you're not afraid to tackle these harder questions um, that people have. So thank you. Um, but well, I, I, I'm emerging economic trends. Like what, are there any economic trends or patterns that we should be mindful of when planning for the year ahead? Yeah. I think one of them, which is a big economic indicator, and it's something that you both watch pretty close. I think it's the housing market. Um, So far this year, the housing market in DFW is behaving as it normally does. Normally, we set the low in uh, January, and we, we start to rise until about the May to June time period. Then things start to cool off until September, October, and then we bounce again. Um, average prices here in DFW, they've been climbing just like normal since January. We've, uh, we've reached nearly 492,000 is an average price in April. Inventory is still extremely low. April turned in 2.1 months of inventory here in DFW on the books. That suggests that we still need to ration these, these very short supplies. And the way that we ration them is we raise prices more. 
uh, Collin County showing similar movement. The low occurred in February this year, and then it showed some very solid rebound. Right now, there's 1.7 months of inventory in April, so extremely, extremely tight. One big issue, whenever you talk real estate right now, that's on everybody's mind is property taxes. Um, In fact, Governor Abbott called a special session whenever they couldn't come up with a property tax solution, and we're now in special session to try and get something out. Property owners, they've already received their notices, and everyone's pretty upset, to say the least. Uh, I've gotten a lot of phone calls from property owners on this. Yeah, I'm sure that y'all have too. Um, if, if we look at what's going on, we, we can focus in on Collin County, and you can see why everyone's upset. Uh, I picked a random home in Frisco, Texas that posted a taxable value of just over 546000 so about the average price in January for, uh, for homes in Collin County. Looking back in time, this home has increased in value rapidly since 2020. We all know that. But it's increased to the point that right now that homeowner is facing about $1,500 more per year than they were just three years ago in terms of property taxes. Uh, keep in mind, quite a few properties posted a greater than 10% increase in their appraised value this year. That means these property taxes are due to continue to increase at probably a 10%, a little bit more uh, annual clip until they catch up to market values. On top of that, homeowners' insurance premiums, they're expected to increase another 9% this year. That's on that's on top of the 7% increase that we saw in premium values last year. And as these homes get more and more expensive, more and more valuable, then those insurance premiums are going to go up as they chase that price higher. That means that someone who, who purchased their home, let's say, 10 years ago, could be staring right at a mortgage right now that's probably three to $500 or more higher per month right now than it was just three years ago simply because taxes and insurance premiums are higher. What I'm saying is that increased rates really didn't slow down the housing market much at all. I think this is probably due to the increases in population we've seen in Northeast Texas. Inflation really hadn't slowed down the local housing market much either. I'm a little bit more worried about the impact of these higher taxes and insurance rates and what they're going to have on the local housing market. I've already talked with several that were considering to move here to the area that are now reconsidering. Now, I'm not talking about they're not going to move here, but the price of home that they're going to buy, they're they're looking at adjusting that expectation. We may see this housing market probably not going to fall apart, but I think it could be slowed down by these higher taxes and insurance rates. Okay. So given some of these different things that you've just discussed, how can individuals and businesses best prepare for these potential economic uncertainties or the downturns that you talked about in the coming year? Well, I don't think the U.S. economy has hit bottom yet. Uh, We're likely going to see a recession sometime later this year. Now, this doesn't mean everything's going to fall apart, just that economic growth is going to slow down. I still don't see a massive deep recession ahead, 
no matter how many chicken littles there are out there that want to scream that the sky's falling, I don't see a deep, deep recession. Also, don't underestimate that war in Ukraine and its ability to disrupt the economy. Uh, we also have no idea what type of political posturing that's going to take place that could send big shots through this system. Prepare for at least one, maybe two more rate hikes out of the Fed. I, I do think those are coming. Somewhere towards the end of the year, we're likely going to see inflation get under control. And then I think that the Fed's going to probably back off. also want to remind everyone, Shauna, as you said earlier, we're not New York. We're not California. We're Texas. And, in fact, we're northeast Texas. And we don't feel things the way the rest of the, the rest of the U.S. economy does. We're likely going to continue to hear fear news because, let's face it, that sells. I mean, we all like to watch train wrecks and train wrecks sell newspapers. If, if we even sell newspapers anymore, everything's online. But fear news sells. Just because the sky is falling in other parts of the U.S. does not necessarily mean that we're going to fall apart here. I also still hold that we need to remember 2024 is an election year. No politician wants to go wants the nation to go into the polls with an economy that's in the tank. Get ready to hear a lot of political chatter and feel good policy being rolled out because that's just the nature of the political business cycle. During election years, things seem to get a little bit rosier. Awesome. So just just a little bump. A little short bumpy road. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be a little short, bumpy road. Um, I do think inflation is going to come down. It has to. Uh, we saw such a massive increase last year that prices are still higher this year than they were last year after the ma- massive increase. But I do think it's going to come under control. I do think that the Fed is, is taking the actions to slow it down. Uh, I hope that it doesn't throw us into a, a big recession. I don't think it's going to yet. But I, I don't know if you... U.S. consumers just oh, going ahead? I, I don't know if you're out and about, you know, shopping or just going to restaurants <laughs> or things, but I, I haven't seen a sign of, of slowdown, really. I mean, there's people out and about shopping everywhere. So yeah, I don't know. As far as as far as shopping, I try not to be out and about doing that. <laughs> the truth, <laughs> but you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, going to restaurants and they're packed. Um, you know, it, it's it's not something. It, it's the high end restaurants. It's it's your fast food. Everything's moving, and mm-hmm. and I do think that we have a different consumer today than we did just three years ago. I think COVID changed this. I think the pandemic and the lockdown changed this as far as what we want to buy. And we're not that concerned. If it's higher, it's higher. This is where our priorities are. I think think we're completely different than we were just three years ago. Yeah, I agree. Well, gosh, uh, I think we could sit here and talk all day, but um, I know you have to get going. And we just want to thank you so much for your time today. coming on and talking with us but before we let you go is there anything else you would like our listeners to know any blake you know, just, advice you <laughs> know i just want to reiterate that that we're not the rest of the economy uh texas is unique texas is different we're, we're in a way we're, we're separate and we like it that way 
um, that can bite us sometimes whenever it comes to snowmageddon because we have our own our own power grid. But we feel things differently here. And to put everything in perspective, particularly for the housing market, if if we had the same drop that we had in 2008, the same percentage drop, we'd be back down to April 2021 prices. Uh, don't underestimate the the strength of the seasonal index of prices here in the Metroplex. It's extremely strong. It's extremely strong across the whole state. Um, you know, the, the outlook that I did a little earlier in the year there at, uh, at uh, Collin County Association of Realtors last off, um, every time I've done that anywhere across the state, we're seeing the same trend. Prices tend to increase from January through May or June. Then they back off, and then they start to climb again once once school kicks off again. That's just the way the market runs. Yeah. It's, it's extremely, extremely strong. We're following that trend again this year. So uh, we're going to be okay. We're going to come through this. Very good. Well, Vic, thank you so much for being with us today. This is you know, a wealth of knowledge. And as Shauna said before, you're, you're always a good one to have on this podcast because, um, you, you tell it like it is, you dive into those areas that maybe others wouldn't. So thank you for, um, you know, all of your insight today. We really appreciate it. Well, not a problem, not a problem at all. And we take each day and figure out what, what direction we're going to go. Hopefully we're going to get something out of Austin that's going to provide some, some property tax relief. Um, that that one will definitely help and go a long way to continuing this the real estate market and the the new home sales which is a a vital economic indicator very good well thank you so much and we hope you have a great rest of your day hey you do the same get out and enjoy some of this nice weather (laughs) that's right (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) bye-bye for those listening thanks for hanging out with us Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, we want to hear it. Email us at ask at welcometothetop.com. Then listen to hear us cover it. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'm Shauna Aquisto. Let's keep building for our future. Special thanks to our hosts, Shauna Fernandez and Shauna Aquisto. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Mike Maples. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsell. Tune in next time. And don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.